McDonald's se está transformando en el mundo anime de McDonald's y te trae la nueva savory chili McDonald's sauce. Los mejores sabores se unen en esta legendaria salsa para que tus 10-piece chicken wackduggets, papitas y Sprite se conviertan en un meal ultra poderoso. Desbloquea un manga con tu meal y disfruta de un corto de anime cada semana. Solo en McDonald's. Badabababa, go! En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. Hola cariño. Hola amor. Y bienvenidos a Week Horror, a Latinx Horror Movie Podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hi. Hello. How are you? You know, so many things happened this morning that I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everything is being revealed to me. Everything is revealed. Mm. So, a couple things from the past few episodios Please. that I think would be interesting to bring up. One, literally this morning, as I was taking notes on this movie, our friend on Instagram, at Cully, C-U-L-L-E-Y-H-C, Cully H-C, they commented on our uh, Carne de tu Carne uh, Instagram post that mm -hmm. were like, a call to action. <laughs> And they say, I think the vampire part is meant to be generational trauma is parasitic and self-sustaining, which is oh, makes my God. a lot of sense. Yes. And then they say also that tree with the big fork was the family tree. Remember he's fucking the tree? Yeah, yeah, I do. And then they say like when they show the genealogy of Charles II of Spain and it's a complete circle. So like basically saying he's fucking the family tree so oh. that it's like still incestuous Ew, horrible bah. yeah 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 yeah. so i was like that makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense and as much as the movie you know i was like que esta pasando gave me the full creeps and the heebie-jeebies that is a very i mean that image is very powerful very strong fucked up But uh, makes lots of sense. So th thank you for answering our call to action, Cully, because we needed it. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. What a smart answer and like a lovely interpretation that absolutely does make sense. So thanks for commenting and, uh, and doing your homework. <laughs> you get an A plus. <laughs> we get a D minus. <laughs> yeah, we are so close to failing. Like if it wasn't for the theater class we're taking, then we would totally have to repeat the grade. <laughs> That's how I pass everybody. Fucking theater class. Theater class. Theater, theater. class is the only thing that kept me afloat. Oh my God. Maybe English every now and then. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk about is that we recently had to like do a, a once over for our Historia del Oculto episode, which was last yes. week's. Yes. And whilst listening to it, I was like, I think I'm putting some shit together. Talk to me. And Talk you to me. said that you also maybe yeah. have put yeah. some shit together. Which wasn't fully of my doing. I read something that I was like, oh, but uh, yours first. I want to hear what you put together. I think Von Merkins is the opposition of Kingdom Corporate. I think somehow... Marcato knew that he did have a kid and that maybe 
they were holding him hostage, either Freedom Corporate or Van Merkins. I'm not quite sure, but I think she was being held hostage in the dimension of some sort. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And him disappearing was meant to be seen on screen for everybody to see. And that was him reuniting with his child in whatever dimension. But mm-hmm, the fa- mm-hmm. the forces of the president of Kingdom Corporate, whatever, shut down the TV before the entirety of the people were able to see the actual magic happen in front of their eyes. Sure, it's sure. Kind of what I think may have been the jam. What do you think? So I, going along with that, I do think that that was... Yes, I agree that like that him kind of disappearing into thin air. I think he did what I think he actually achieved his goal and was reunited with his daughter. So you know how like so in the episode we talked about how like I felt like the ending was dark. Like it was like, no, hell took over. I also agree. Yeah, (laughs) I, I might. So also in the episode in trivia, I mentioned that I found this dude's interpretation of the movie and how he was like, no, they they made it. And I didn't read another part of that because I was like, it doesn't matter. But I was like, the more I thought of it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Which was there's a one point where Federici is like. I have a dream where I'm in a cab and I need to get to a place um, and I don't know where I'm going and everything like that. But I, all I know is that by the end of it, I'm, un- I'm uncomfortable. I'm on fire. That's Eduardo Alonso that says that, not Federici. Right, because that's from the journal. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. So that <laughs> from the journal, look at me now being like, God damn it, put it together, put it together. <laughs> Natalia is in a cab at the end. I think that is part of that whole thing that it's like these mixed memories nightmares that have been shared and so that was like part of the puzzle that they had to put together whoa 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 whoa! i didn't put together natalia in the cab so i think that was it but i i think that she made it in the end and i think that um i was thinking about the ocean sounds yeah and i was just like Ocean to me feels like cleansing, mm-hmm. rebirth, you know? So like the 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 ocean to me, as much as we interpret it as maybe something like dark and evil before, I think maybe this dude is right with his interpretation that Natalia, that was like a, a mixed memory in all of their locked up brains. Yeah. They open it up with the iPhone and the the encroaching ocean sounds was like their salvation. Like they made it. They figured it out. I think that's a possibility. Yeah. I think it I is. I think because for, for a while I was like, I'm not sure if I'm trusting Van Von Merkins. Like, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I think it's good. I think Van Merkins I do too. found a way to be able to like stop it. And that's why they're like, here, we're going to give you the, the, the iPhone. They knew somehow how to get the iPhone to him. And también cuando están escuchando, when they're, they're under the spell and they're listening to the sounds on the tape, it's a way that he's, they're bringing it all together through that. So yeah, I think the ocean sounds is meant to be good. I don't know, man. It's still, and also, it's still confusing, but like, it's like the more honestly listening to our episode, I was like, oh, that makes more sense the more I think about it. But also to remember, Marcato left Kingdom Corporate. 
which is the evil entity. So I was like, I don't know. I feel like Marcato eh, Bon Merkens, that's all good versus the evil of Kingdom Corporate. Everybody who has not listened to the episode is like, <laughs> what the fuck are you all talking about? Watch watch Historia de lo Culto, everybody, and listen to the episode because it's great. And get your brain fucking <laughs> frazzled, bro. We're still just like, huh? What the hell? <laughs> who? When? What, uh, what Merkin? Where? Um, <laughs> a Merkin? <laughs> a Merkin. But, okay, that aside, I think let's, let's jump into our new film, which um, is my choice this week. I picked a Brazilian movie called Amata Negra, The Black Forest. Uh, written and directed by Rodrigo Aragon, released, I keep seeing a little bit of both, either mm. 2018 or 2019. Okay. Um, I'm going to say 2019. Great. Sure. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, right? Uh, let's fucking dive right in. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, let me give you a titulo de terror. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm pretty sure... We already did the Evil Dead uh, earlier in another episode because mm-hmm, I remember mm-hmm. I looked it up and I was like, mm, I think I'm pretty think sure did. this is done. Yeah. So I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to go to a, the Evil Evil Dead 2. Great. And Evil Dead 2 was just basically fucking Omanoichi whatever 2. And Noise. I was like, that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> so I went with Army of Darkness uh, to see love. what's up. Y mira, te digo que esta gente tiene un vergazo de nombre for this movie. A ver. So, so Army of Darkness in Argentina is called Evil Dead 3, El Ejército de las Tinieblas. Mm-hmm. En México, it was Guerrero de las Sombras. Mm. Pero también El Despertar del Diablo 3. Tres. Oh, ajá. Uh-huh. En Perú, El Ejército Macabro. Okay. <laughs> y en Brasil, Uma Noite Alucinante 3. So everybody has a different situation for their feelings of Army of Darkness. I fucking love Army of Darkness. Honestly, oh, dude, it's so bonks. Might be my favorite. I, I know that so might good. be an unpopular opinion, but I fucking love Army of Darkness. No, it's great. It's fucking <laughs> dumb as fuck, but it's yeah. great. Yes, it is. Amazing. <laughs> Bruce Campbell forever. Uh, if you're in San Francisco and you get to go to SF Sketch Fest, which is mm-hmm. a comedy festival there, they're doing a roast of Bruce Campbell, and I am so jealous holy shit wow i know that's amazing god i would do anything but (laughs) i can't um so anyways let's get a synopsis for amata negra so we can jump right into this movie that is bonkers oh my god what a fucking what a wild ride everybody yeah so i got the synopsis from imdb here we go In this mystical horror tale, a young woman uncovers the lost book of Cipriano, an ancient tome with power for both wealth and pure evil. Okay, let's uh, jump right in. Amata Negra by Rodrigo Aragón, 2019. Here we go. Para minha mãe Dalva e minha amiga Silvia quotes Shuna. Shana? Shana, Shona. Shana. So we have a lovely little dedication for his mom and his friend Sylvia. So that's very nice. 
We see a cloudy sky with a shiny full moon. And we pan down and we see a big church Mm. on the top of a mountain. It almost is the Disney welcome sign. Totally. Uh, Absolutely. It feels that way, except like spooky. And also, I'm pretty sure there might be like some CGI on this, but I think this is like miniatures. Or it's, it it might be a mixture of both, I feel. It looked really cool. It looked very cool, yes. So we do 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 do. <laughs> we uh, pan down. As we pan down, we see a thick forest. This is Amata Negra, okay? Uh, and as we're panning down this, again, lush forest of the world, uh, our credits are rolling. We see a little cemetery go by, it says Cemiterio on it. And still plants on plants, bush on bush. It's just a thick mm-hmm. forest. We finally get to the bottom of this mountain pan. And deep in this forest, we see an old man and his push cart. And he stops suddenly as he sees a person passed out on the forest floor. Mm. And he runs to them. And we pan back out of the forest, like going through the thicket. Mm-hmm. And we get our, our title card, Amata Negra. Great title reveal. Feels yeah. kind of like fairy tale You know what I Very mean? Very fairy tale And this moment of this old man finding this person, like it's not right in the middle of our screen. It's kind of like up above and the body is like hidden in a corner almost. You barely see him discover it. I really like the way that that looks like the absolutely like in the shape of what we're looking at on our screen. I thought it looked great. It absolutely feels secretive. And uh, also just got to say that like from the descent of this castle cemetery into the forest it feels like one shot which is so fucking cool yeah in a humble cabin clara a very not a very young girl i'd say a woman in her late teens early 20s is woken up by the old man with his cart Ophia. My God. Okay. The Portuguese here again sends me into Straight back. just I love it so much. Uh his little accent. Cause usually you would say Ophelia. Mm. But because they're poor and there's like this intonation and, and uh the way that they speak, he says, Ophelia. Mm. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry that I woke you. I thought I was I'd get up early so that I could get a better spot at the Fera. At the market is what a fira is. But he he's like, but it, that's okay. That, let me make you un café reforçado. Let me make you a really <laughs> strong coffee. <laughs> so the old man and Clara, they sit and she has her coffee and this crepe that is incredibly Brazilian. It's un crepe de tapioca, which is particularly popular in where this is filmed, which is in Espírito Santo, where my dad lives. (laughs) Listen, when I saw this, I was like, holy shit. We're just going home right now. Just going Uh, home. Yeah, legit. (laughs) So my dad lives in Espírito Santo with uh, my stepmom, who I have uh, complicated feelings about. Uh, (laughs) Let's not go there, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, complicated feelings. But she's from Espírito Santo, and she's very, like, 
pro Espírito Santo, capixaba all the way. That's the people from Espírito Santo are called capixabas. Ah, okay. Uh. The way that, you know, uh, someone from Rio de Janeiro is carioca, carioca. someone yeah, yeah, from yeah. São Paulo is paulista, that kind of thing. So if you're from Espírito Santo, você é capixaba. She's having a crepe de tapioca, and he, the old man, is smoking his pipe. And he tells her he's been feeling some weird feelings lately. And, and this, there's something going on in the air, it seems. And Clara's like, well, maybe you should stop smoking that pipe. And I was like, weed? Yeah, what are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> and the old man says, no, 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 it's not that. It's that it's your birthday. And I haven't given you anything of value. Mm. And Clara says, don't be silly. You don't actually know when my birthday is. And he says, but I do know the day that I found you. So the person that we he found in the very beginning is Clara. And it was five years ago. And I know that you've grown into a lovely young lady. And I also know that you can't stay here your whole life in this mata. So he pulls out a little wad of money. So sweet. So sweet. He is so gentle <laughs> oh and he God. loves her so much. It's very tender. But what's lovely is like he loves her enough to to give her money to be like, you should get out of here. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. My I know. God, my heart. And he he's like, keep saving, saving. And then maybe next year on your next birthday, you can go to the Capitol and like mm. get the fuck out of this mata. And she smiles and she's obviously also loves him very much and she's very grateful. And now we see a sweeping shot of a bunch of little bowls and spices and dried herbs and bottles with different colored concoctions in them. And the old man is putting all of these in his cart. So he's some sort of like healer. I don't want to say witch doctor, but healer. Yeah. Yeah. Un señor de medicina. Mm hmm. Because also, I'm not quite sure what year this is. Hmm, yeah. I, I actually never really thought of that. And I, as we keep going, I'll say, like, some, I'll point out some details as to why I'm like, oh, maybe this feels like it's old-timey, but then also how it's, like, maybe not so old-timey. So we'll talk about it. It's hard to tell because we're so deep in the, in the forest. Correcto, that you know? too. So the little old man is like, okay, I got my concoctions. I'm off to the theater. And he waves goodbye to her. Fique com Deus, minha filha. He's so sweet. And uh, he barely takes a step when fully vertigo happens to him. Ooh. Like the fucking, that shot that that's, I don't know what it's called when it goes, and it like <laughs> seems like you're going in, but you're going out. You know what I'm talking about? The shot. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Listen, I know cinema talk, okay? <laughs> we know what we're fucking doing over here. <laughs> so he, this vertigo happens to him and he falls to the floor. And Clara sees this because she's barely gone back into the house. And she runs to him, painho, painho, what's happening? And his eyes are rolling back into his head. And a deep, demony voice comes out of him and he says, Sai daqui, garota maldita. Get out of here, you cursed girl. Só haverá desgraça nessas serras. Vai embora agora. Vai pra bem longe. So, we're only gonna have disgrace and curses in these hills. Get the fuck out of here now. Go far away. 
This freaks Clara the fuck out. She's like, what the fuck? But out of nowhere, <laughs> the little old man pops up and is like, Ay, minha mãe, eu pensei que eu caí. I think I fell. But he's so <laughs> sweet about it. Oh, eu acho que eu caí. Oh, my God. Back in their cabin, the old man is lying down and resting. And he tells Clara that he's made medicine for all the sicknesses that there are in, in life. But he still hasn't found one for being old. Mm. And Clara tells him, listen, don't worry about it. I'll go to the feta in your place. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm grateful for that. Thank you so much. Go for it. I'm going to nap. So Clara pushes the cart through the mata when some shitty fucking kids throw a pile of poop at her. Dude, I wrote here was like, is this shit? <laughs> it looks like <laughs> shit. Looks like shit. And she's... If it were mud, I don't think she would have reacted the same way because she is disgusted by this. I mean, it's fucking gross looking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These fucking snot-nosed kids. Yeah. So she wipes off her fucking face and just has to keep going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess these people at the fucking fair are just gonna be like, why do you smell so shitty, girl? Why do you stink, ma'am? <laughs> Jeez. So now we're at the fair, and there's lots of people milling about. They're selling and buying this is when I was like, the clothing in the people here was just modern enough to be like, oh, so maybe it is now times. But we don't see a cell phone. We don't see uh, anything of that kind. So, you know, a woman walks into this like uh, line of booths. Irmãos, Jesus está voltando. Aleluia. Brethren, Jesus is returning. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just wrote here, oh no, Jesus uh -huh. people. Jesus people. <laughs> And, you know, because Brazil is Brazil, some people in the feta are like, hallelujah, yes, girl, love Jesus. <laughs> I thought this was hilarious, though, because sure, there is like, some of them are like, yes, hallelujah. But a lot of people are like, uh-huh, hallelujah, uh -huh. sir, shut the fuck up. Like, get, get the fuck here. out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. So she tells everybody that a spiritual leader, Francisco das Graças, is coming to their community with his words of light. He's going to bring happiness, harmony, health, dinheiro. Oh, my God. We mm, love dinheiro. Bring sure. that money. And she stops right in front of Clara's booth and invites her to come listen to this spiritual leader guy. And, oh, by the way, also... How about a little contribution to glorify his work? Uh-huh. <laughs> and Clara is like, sorry, I can't help you, dude. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, ma'am. I don't, I, I barely have money for myself. I'm not going to give you. No. Fuck you. Also, just like, of course, it's like, oh, Jesus saves. But, you know, he also needs He'll your save money more if you give us money. Yeah, and yeah. remember, he's watching. Ugh, I can't. And that's exactly what this holy lady says. She says, you know, God knows when people turns their back on him and out from behind, like a, the next door booth, a handsome young guy pops out and he's like, hey, Donna. I think God knows that she probably needs the money more than him. Get the fuck out of here. Bye. Peace, bitch. Mm -hmm. And uh, the lady leaves and Clara is all a flutter. Aye. 
Ay, amor. <laughs> these green eyes, these curly Listen. hair. Oh, okay. Let's from the beginning of this film, this is a curly person's film. Holy shit <laughs> is it ever. Cuz we haven't even mentioned Clara's hair is the curliest. Everyone is curly. Clara's curly. This fucking dude is curly. Everyone is fucking curly. I literally was like the curliest movie that ever lived. <laughs> I was so happy. And that I mean, gorgeous, gorgeous curls here. Curls. I wrote curls, here curls, with this curls. dude as soon as he shows up and Clara's like, oh, oi, come vibe, whatever. I was just like <laughs> the power of a gorgeous man. You know, listen, that's it. Especially if you're like a a humble girl from a cabin with a oh fucking old man dad, you're like, oh yeah, girl, you're falling for this fucking face hard. immediately and yeah. hard. Yeah, we never hear this man's name, but in the credits, his name is Jean Jean. Oh, oh Jean. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna call him Jean. Mm-hmm. He asks her how her sales are going and like, oh, yeah, you know, and she's all shy and whatever. And she's like, yeah, things are going OK, but they could be better, whatever. And then suddenly from behind them, two dudes push Clara aside, grab her like earnings, her little bag of, of money, and they fucking run. This jump scare, though. Uh-huh. I jumped. Was not yeah. expecting this whatsoever. Totally. So Jean runs after these two dudes and Clara stays behind like, fuck, dude, my fucking money, man. And we see the holy lady is Ayalao and she's smiling at her very smugly like, oh, mm. see, you should have given your money to God Jesus. God was watching. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jean comes back and he gives her her little bag, but he tells her they took the money. So Clara's sad, but grateful either way. And he says, you know what? Let me buy one of your gajafadas, which is like, let me buy one of your bottles of concoctions that mm -hmm. you have. And he's like, I need a, I need a tonic to get stronger. Obviously, if you're going to be <laughs> getting mugged by dudes here. <laughs> and she's like, well, the one that you're holding is for constipation, but okay. <laughs> hey, that'll help too. And, yeah, sure. Just in case, take it with you. Uh, so he changes his bottle and he pats his pockets and he's like, shit, I forgot my money. And when that happened, I was like, mm -hmm. okay. And then he's like, can I pay later? And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. But Clara is dickmatized, so she says, absolutely, take whatever you want. Listen, like the power of a gorgeous man. It's like, we, sure, just we've take We've all it. been there. Oh, my God. Have we ever? So Clara heads home with her cart, and those shitty kids throw another fucking ball of poop fucking at her. And kids. Clara's like, what the fuck? What is it that, that Miguel Myers said? Fuck them kids. Fuck, Fuck them, them kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> so she chases them through this mata, and but these kids are too fast. So she goes down to the river to wash her face. And there she sees something shiny reflecting at her. She looks over to the banks and there's like a gold doubloon. <laughs> yeah, this was also super like fairy tale to me because it's yes. lit up to make it look extra gold 
yeah. a lovely touch here just to kind of keep us in this weird real like world magical. Yet, yes yet mystical magical fairy tale world so yeah. cool so cool and the the doubloon itself it doesn't look like a oh here's a hao it's like no. an old like timey... a pirate would have this fucking yeah. thing <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> when i say doubloon i mean doubloon <laughs> and she's like holy fucking shit fucking gold hell yeah so she looks around some more and finds another and then another and then tucked there in like a corner is a full sack of all these doubloons. And she's like, hell yeah, I hit the jackpot, dude. Cuando de repente sale una mano. Ooh. <laughs> this Puta, job. Que susto. Bro, un susto. <laughs> Puta. <laughs> also, everybody check out Aiden Sweet podcast. Susto also from Sonoro. Yeah. But este susto, I was like, dude, and this terrifying, scarred, oh. bald man appears and he's like, drop the bag, drop the bag. And she's about to run. But he tells her, wait, wait, wait. I'll give you the gold, but I need your help. I'm dying and I'm going to hell and I deserve it, but I'm afraid. Mm. But you showing up must be a sign. And he reaches into a sack that's next to him and pulls out a book. Oh, boy. Tem uma missa nesse livro. In the, in the subtitles, it said there's a prayer in this, in this book. But uma missa means a mass. There's a yeah. mass in this book. Mm -hmm. And if it's read throughout the night until tomorrow's sunrise, my soul will be saved. And Clara, freaked out, is like... Nobody knows when they're going to die, dude. Like, you're, this is weird. And the horrible guy is like, no, trust me, I know. And he looks up at Clara, and behind her <gasps> is, I, I mean, to death. In, to death. It's death. Pero this death looks so fucking cool, so dude. So cool. It looks, I mean, I don't know if this is a, per a person in a costume or a puppet, but it's. Or both. Or it's so fucking cool. And also, usually you would picture death, at least, you know, in, in some cultures, I guess, with a scythe. Yeah, Pero this sword. Death, this fucking huge sword. Yeah. It looks, so, and the way it moves, it, it doesn't yes. move a lot. But I was just like, wow. It's just magical. a slight sway yes. that it has. And it's so tall above Clara, who doesn't see it behind her. But it's, it's, the it the ominous feeling you get because also when we turn the camera to her our eye immediately goes to, to her. her face but then suddenly you're like oh my god what's that behind her yeah so it is a little jump scare but like mostly you're just like that death looks fucking dope yes 100 percent yeah she tells the guy, listen, I got to go home. Milpai, he gets worried if I take too long. And this dude turns and he says, that's not your dad and you know it. Oh, how would you know that? How do you know that, bitch? Mm -hmm. uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I'm asking you for my last wish. Please pray for me tonight. And then afterwards, burn the book. No leia mais nada. Queima. Don't read anything else. Burn it. Burn it. Burn it. And she, and he says, you're going to see some horrible shit, but don't be afraid 
Just pray in a circle and in the morning, everything will be done. Take the gold and leave and never think of me again. And then he turns around and falls down dead. Yes, bye, sir. Pero he was <laughs> very specific. He told you the rules. These are the things you must do. Follow the rules. I know that this is a lot to take in all in one moment. You're scared. You're a girl. Those are the rules. Like a young girl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, just just got to say here, the makeup on this man is very good. Very he good. He looks fucking awful. Gross. Awful. Like they he, when he says he's dying, he means it. I was like, I believe it. Moments <laughs> yeah. away. So now Clara's like, well, fuck. So she buries this man. And on top of his like burial, she makes a circle with stones and dirt. She sits inside and she starts to recite from the book. At the very same time over at the cabin, the old man is helping a little family cure their little little daughter. He's saying some prayers. He's saying, oh, you're going to need a bath with herbs, whatever. And as they leave, as they're walking down the little path, he sees not death, but almost a creature that kind of looks like death, yeah. shrouded hay in the face of yeah. some sort. Yeah, terrifying. And then a, cr- a crescent moon at the forehead of mm. this creature. And he's like, what the fuck? And leaves the house and goes deep into the matha to see what's going on. That is so interesting that he would not be like, he's clearly like, "Ooh, that's horrible. But yeah. he knows something's up. Like that says a lot about this character that he's yes. like, he wouldn't see that and not believe. He would see it and be like, Clara, where is she? Something's wrong. Exactly. Let me go get totally. her. Mm-hmm. So in the mata, he finds Clara and she's sitting in this circle praying. Cuando de repente, dark, shadowy zombies like jump out from the mata and like they start grabbing at him and pulling him down. Que susto. (laughs) And then they're also all around her in her circle, but they're kind of just standing there like looking at her. But she sees her dad get attacked by these zombies. So she Steps out of the circle, you oh, stupid God. idiot. Yeah, yep. And she runs to her dad, who unfortunately is dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these zombies jump out again and start to grab at her. They're mud zombies almost. And yeah. they grab at her and she screams and she runs back to the circle and she keeps reading from the book. And then these zombies all, again, are just standing around her as she reads and reads and reads until sunrise. She did it. Everything is gone. Everyone is, has walked away, it seems. She picks up the book oh. and takes it with her. Girl, you were told to burn Girl. it. Now, I can forgive stepping outside the circle because your quote-unquote father is getting attacked and, you know, she they clearly love each other. He the, the, the gross dying man told you, don't take that book, burn it. Don't ever think of me ever again. This I can't forgive. I'm like, well... You fucked it up. You fucked it for yourself. Girl, you you should have known better. So now we see the small cemetery that we like pan down from before. And Clara and the townsfolk are burying her dad, including Jean from the Fera. 
he gives his condolences and he tells her, you know, living in this area is really tough. You have no friends. We're in the middle of nowhere. And he wants so badly to live his life and get the fuck out of here. And maybe that's something that she wants to do, too. And Clara turns to him and says, I want to show you something. <sighs> so she brings him back to her cabin. And she says, you can't tell anybody. Can I trust you? And he's like, of course. Eu não sou fofoqueiro. Again, back with that, my, one of my favorite Brazilian words. Fofoqueiro. <laughs> Fofoca. <laughs> which means I'm not a gossiper. I don't mm -hmm. gossip. Mm -hmm. Not me. And she shows Jean her bag of gold. And his eyeballs might have well have popped out of their sockets. Why would you do this, girl? Girl, because she's dickmatized. Dickmatized. <laughs> dickmatized. Yep. <laughs> oh, girl, no. Well, here we are. And she tells him, look, it's like your dream to start a new life. And I'm planning on getting out of here, too, and never coming back. So, você quer vir comigo? Do you want to come with me? And he's like, hell yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, no. I don't know, dog. Mm -mm. Cut to Clara standing on the tracks waiting for Jean to appear. She's got her little tote bag. She's got a cute little headband on. She looks great. Yeah, yeah. Viene el brother. And my girl is pumped. She's like, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to fucking go to the town with my uh... boyfriend. <laughs> And he gets to her, he kisses her on the cheek, and she's like, oh, my Jesus, I can't my be heart, any luckier. My goodness. <laughs> and he says, oh, I can't believe we're doing this, parece locura. And she tells him, we can go to the train station, and from there we can go wherever we want. And off they go. They're barely, like, a block down. When two dudes with bandanas on their faces and guns drawn stop them. Drop your bags. Give me your shit. I'm going to shoot you in the fucking face if you don't give me your shit. And Jean is like, drop your bags, Clara. Clara, drop your bags. He's really insistent that she drops her bags. Hmm. But Clara is like, no, I am holding on. This, this is my money and my shit. Fuck, off. Fuck these fuckers. No. And Jean still insisting and she her still refusing, one of the robbers just straight up shoots her. Wow. And she falls back onto the track. And then Jean is like, What are you doing? Are you fucking crazy? And the robber takes off his bandana and it's the same guys from the Feta. Mm-hmm. And he says, Seu Bosta, you shit. And he shoots him in the chest, and fucking Jean falls back bleeding out and then through like a hazy view we see the robbers grab clara dump her bag so the book falls out they grab the bag of gold and they run the fuck off this was the point where so when you told me about this movie i was like great can't wait to watch it and you texted me you know before we recorded like this fucking movie is batshit or something like that <laughs> and this was the point for me like sure we've seen some crazy things so far but i was like they just shot our two protagonists mm -hmm. dead where yeah. where do we go from here this uh -huh. movie is fucking batshit anyway keep going keep going <laughs> <laughs> so clara wakes up with a start she's <gasps> not dead oh holy shit but next to her jean is very much dead he is mm -hmm. dead on arrival 
and she sobs and sobs. She's so upset. And as she looks down on the track, she sees there's one doubloon left and also the book. Mm. She opens the book and inside is the bullet. So the, they shot her through the book and the book stopped it. And the page where this bullet like ended in has a drawing of a demon and like a body on the ground with a circle. And you're just like, uh oh, this is bad news. Cut to Clara with her push cart again through the mata, but this time she's ready for those little shit throwing shits because she's got <laughs> rocks in her push cart. Okay. <gasps> and de repente, ahí viene el poop flying at her face, but that bitch ducks like a fucking dodgeball player and she <laughs> starts running after these fuckers. She grabs a rock, she chucks that shit Ooh. at one of those little girls and knocks her out. Ooh, <laughs> hard. Yeah. And then she like full on like jumps on top of her like a fucking predator. Like she's like, and yoink. It's nighttime. And we hear Clara say, Usangi e ashavi. The blood is the key. So she's reciting from the book again. And we see that she's tied up and gagged this little girl. Fuck. And she's put her in a circle like in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. As Clara reads, behind her on the wall, a weird shadow with long spindly fingers and a horned head appears. And it's like the hands are like reaching out, but it's obviously shadows, right? Yeah. So it's just Super like cool here though. Very cool. Like, you know, uh puppetry were shadow puppetry work, very theatrical. This was awesome. Absolutely. And she says, Eu peço que a vida volte ao corpo do meu amado. Mm. I ask for life to return to the body of my loved one. And we see that Jean the dead guy now is there on the ground in this cabin as well. And the spindly shadowy figures seem to like go up his body. Clara then brings a knife up to the little girl's neck. This little Fuck. girl is five. Okay. Oh my God. And she is terrified. In hysterics, this poor at, thing. At this point, I was like, wow. I won't put any f- sort of boundaries on this film because did not expect this to, t- to happen right now. But I would expect nothing less at this point. All right, let's sacrifice a fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> and Clara is like about to, but she can't do it. She's like, this is a fucking kid. I can't kill yeah. a kid. So she frees the little girl who fucks right the fuck bye. off. She's like, bye, bitch. <laughs> a little while later, Clara either has a vision or a flashback. I can't tell what it is. Maybe a little bit of both. But it's of her paiño, is her dad, the old man. And he's like, it's time for you to learn how to preserve meat. And so on their, like, on their wood fire stove, the old man melts down some lard. And he says, you need sea salt and pepper leaves. And so the way that this is shot, I really love this segment because the way that they do it is he starts the melting of the of the lard. But then the camera moves just enough for her to take his place. And she's the one that puts the pepper leaves and the salt. 
But then the camera pans over to the table next to the stove and it's him again. And he's like, so it's his voiceover telling her how to preserve the meat, but it intertwines between him doing it and her doing it. It's very beautiful. It and is like so well done. This wonderful, yeah. beautiful, it's a long shot, but yeah. it's like, it's like he's guiding her in, mm-hmm. you know, a vision, a flashback, whatever. It's so cool. Very really, really well done. Yeah. So on the table, he's she grabs a bitter root and she muddles it in her little like mortar pestle thing. And in the voiceover, her dad says it keeps the critters away, the bitter root. And then she reaches for ginger. But then when it when we see it being cut, it's her dad's hands cutting it. And then we pan over to a dish of star anise and she grabs it and puts it in the thing. And he says, also, you can put a little bit of cachaça in there. So he pours the cachaça. It's a dance. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And then Clara finally pours this mixture into the melted lard that's in the pot. As the old man says, if you make everything right, a carne dura a vida toda. Wow. The meat will last your entire life. Wow. So this is like, it's never said, but there is something witchy about this old man. This feels like a spell, but one so of the earth and just like... Different from the book stuff. Yes. Oh, completely different and kind and gentle and, you know... When when I would think of preserving meat, I wouldn't think of like a dead body, you know, but it makes perfect sense. I'm like, yeah. I'll just save this beef for later, you know, but <laughs> yeah. this is uh, I, I was just like, this is so beautifully done. But yeah, it, it adds to, to to who that man was. You exactly. Know? He was a, a brujo, it seems. Yes, totally. But like. A, a good I'm a good witch yes. <laughs> kind of yes. you know exactly. what I are mean? you a good witch or a bad witch a good or a witch, bad witch. Yeah. and it turns out that this fucking kid La Clara is leaning towards the bad side Ooh, but yeah. you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> yes so on the ground Jean is now naked and she starts his to butt. pour his little butt it's very <laughs> cute and we see her starting to like apply this lard mixture to preserve his body. And she uses cloth that has been dipped in it to almost mummifying him, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And then she buries him and she looks up into the corner of her cabin and there is the old man and he's watching her. And she says, and she means it. She says, I'm sorry, little dad. <laughs> <laughs> little dad. And she lays her head on the spot where she just buried Jean, which I was like, I don't like that. Yeah, that's fucking creepy. But also, I didn't catch that she she apologized to Bayou, which yeah. I'm like, it seems to me like she's like, I know I shouldn't be using your spell like this, but I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I'm disappointing you in Sorry. that. You've taught me something beautiful and lovely. Look at this dance we just did together. Mm-hmm. And I'm using it to preserve a dead guy that I plan to bring back to life. Right. Who also I've known for like a day or two. Like- Three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. Dickmatized. Dickmatized. Uh, dick-matized. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Well, she places her head down on that spot, but it's not for very long because suddenly the townspeople are here with their Bibles and they are knocking on her door because that little girl that Clara didn't sacrifice told on her and was like, that bitch tried to kill me. And so here comes Holy Lady (laughs) from the Fera Mm -hmm. and with her is Francisco da Graça, the fucking spiritual guy that was supposed to come. And he yells to this mob, Temos uma invocadora de demonios, uma bruxa. We have an invocator of demons, a witch. She kills innocent children in the name of Satan. Let's rid the world of this filha do cão, son of a dog. Daughter of a dog, yeah. Em nome de Jesus. And then the mob bursts into her cabin, but Clara has found a way to sneak out of a back window holding on to her book, and she hides behind a barrel. The mob starts to trash the house when Francisco stops them, and he's like, don't touch anything in this house. Essas paredes estão ungidas pela esperma do mal. (laughs) Which means (laughs) these walls are anointed with the sperm of evil. I'm Look, I'm just going to say it right now. Top five favorite lines out of Uike Horror in total. Like, I, out of my all jaw the episodes. dropped <laughs> when he said that. <laughs> it's too ridiculous. It's just and so good. Oh my God. My God. So, outside spying into the cabin, she sees this man, and Francisco's like looking around and he kind of finds her through a fucking hole in the wall and he's like Mm -hmm. i found you and she runs away and he calls for the crowd to go searching for her it's night and clara sits by a little bonfire she holds up the book tentatively as if she's gonna burn it and i was like burn it girl burn it it's time for you to burn although by now i think you've done enough things where probably it won't work if you burn it but you should still burn it also like I am like very much like you should burn it. But I feel like if she did, she'd be stuck with this shit forever with like whatever's going on, you know? Yeah. And she doesn't burn it. So she, <laughs> so there fuck you go. it. <laughs> the next day she goes back to her cabin inside. It's a mess. They've painted something on the wall that says, Você vai queimar no inferno. You're going to burn in hell. Mm. So she grabs a pan and some clothes and she's like, bye, I've got to go. Now we meet José. José is a sweet little man that lives in a house in the middle of the Mata as well. Adorable. He heads over to his chicken coop to feed his chickens, who he loves. He talks to these chickens with so much tenderness and kindness. He loves them. This is so sweet. Chi, 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 chi. Chi, chi, Godofredo. So Godofredo, which is the name of the rooster. Love that rooster name. In the house is José's pregnant wife. And she's kind of a pill. Oh, boy. Hard <laughs> she to yells at him. Yeah, very, very hard. She yells at him to come clean up his mom because she's toda cagada. She's shit hey. herself. And he begrudgingly heads back to his house when a little hand pokes through the chicken coop into the nest and grabs some eggs. Mm. It's Clara. Over by the river, Clara has her little pan that she brought from home over a fire, and she's ready to eat some eggs. Woo! 
Pero she cracks one open and it is <gasps> blood goop, disgusting, dead bird. Dis- Curse. Let me tell you something. Something I re- that really gets under my skin that gives me the willies mm. is gross, bloody eggs. Ugh. Anytime there's blood and eggs in movies, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 no me gusta. Que asco. Especially que asco. because, you know, for a lot of people, it is a food source yeah. or like a thing that we all eat, which is just makes it extra creep inducing. Uh, exactly. <laughs> And she's like, ew, gross, <laughs> disgusting. But then she's like, I'm still fucking hungry. So she goes to crack another egg. And again, bloody, gloopy, goopy, guacatela. And I don't know why, but for some reason, she goes to check on the book and she opens it and she finds a page that says, Good for granting wishes. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Over at Jose's house, he's cleaning up his mom, who seems pretty catatonic, and she doesn't really speak, and she's kind of just, like, staring out into nothing. And he tells his mom, oh, I miss your food, and <laughs> this wife is a bad cook, and in general, she fucking sucks. Yeah, oh, I hate her, basically. <laughs> and he takes his mom over to the dinner table once he's done cleaning her, and his wife has cooked one of his chickens, which is very upsetting to him well i think i get it you know yeah and he, and she's a fucking asshole is like listen i'm pregnant i need to eat i mean that's not an asshole thing she is pregnant yeah, she doesn't yeah, need yeah. to she eat. eat but she says it in a shitty way everything and- she says everything she says is shitty and he's yeah. like you know he's like a sweet adorable little dude who's saying shitty things behind her back but i was like damn girl you gotta throw in barbs with like every fucking yeah. thing you say you're poor your mom shits herself all the uh, time she's sick i i hate you you're what do you God. think i'm an otter i can't just eat eggs all the time i need meat like i was like whoa man damn. after a, a lot of berating he's like i'm just gonna go out and get some air so he leaves and outside he spies something over by the coop and he goes to check but instead, he's spooked by Clara, who's standing there, and she says, I want to buy an egg. <laughs> and he says, Besta eu só tenho a cara, which means stupid is just the way my face looks. I'm not actually <laughs> stupid. Besta eu só tenho a cara. I know who you are. The pastor told me. Mm. So get the fuck out of here, you fucking devil girl. But she shows him her one last gold doubloon that she's had. And she says, I need you to do me a favor. I'll pay you with a sack of these. And he's about to say no, but he's like, all right, well, what kind of favor? So in the chicken coop, José paints some symbols on an egg while Clara watches. And he's like, why aren't you doing this yourself? And she says, tudo que eu toco morre. Everything mm. I touch dies, which then I thought about when her dad collapsed in the beginning and he's like, you fucking cursed girl. I was like, your dad was right. You yeah. are cursed. I wonder if she was cursed before that book even showed up. I mean, he found her in the middle of the forest randomly. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Some... Yeah. Hmm. So then Jose reaches for a switchblade and he taps a tiny hole on the top of the egg. And Clara then takes the knife from him and cuts her finger. On a tiny paper with some more symbols, 
She presses her blood onto it, and then she rolls up the tiny paper and hands it to José, who starts to shove it into the little hole that he made in the egg. Cuando, boo, sale el fucking Golofredo, a rooster, and it starts attacking him. Cock attack. Dude, cock attack scared the shit out of me. Same. Same. Clara, Clara jumps up. She grabs a fucking oar, like a random oar that's there. Just a stick, I guess. Un palo. And smashes the rooster off of Jose, whose arm is all bloody from this rooster attack. He's like, look at what this fucking Godofredo, Godofredo did to me. What the hell? How dare you, Godofredo? <laughs> and in this attack, they lose the little rolled up piece of paper. Shit. So they look all over the coop. Where the fuck is it? Where the fuck is it? And luckily, Joseph finds it. And he picks it up with his bloody fingers. Ooh, and I was like, buddy. I didn't catch that. Uh-huh. Mm. And uh, he tucks, he goes back to the egg and tucks back in the little rolled up paper inside of it and seals it with wax from a candle. So now we're over at the hole of the OG horrible bald guy from the very beginning. And Clara is excavating him. And with her shovel, she basically cracks off his head. And she says, Que sua alma não descanse enquanto aqueles que têm seu ouro caminharem sobre a terra dos vivos. Hmm. May your soul not rest while the people that have your gold continue to walk over the, on the earth of with the people that are alive. So she recites this while she pins two pieces of paper with symbols, one on each of his eyeballs of this head that she's taken off. And she says, I'm sorry, me disculpa. I'll free you when I find your gold. And she buries his head again. And then again, she lies down on top of this fucking Why? thing. Why are Gross. we lying on dead bodies? Gross. Well, I think there is a reason why. Because suddenly. She's lonely. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lonely. Let me lie upon this dead body. Um, no, because suddenly we're floating over the forest mm, and we're flying. Mm-hmm. So I think we're getting a vision because. Yeah. She's lying upon this cursed head. And as we're flying, we get to a Faha bar. Everybody out there, go to your Spotify and type in Faha, F-O-R-R-O, and just listen to some Faha because Faha is great Brazilian music. So this Faha bar is called Covil do Canalha, which is like, the slimy guy's hole, basically. <laughs> Canalha is like, oh, you're a, you're a fucking, you're a shady character. Well, you know it's I mean? fitting. Yeah, it's yeah. fitting. And also, debauchery is Ooh. afoot. There is, listen, Faha is a very sexy dance. It's very much like you're holding your partner up against you. It's crotch on crotch. It's very sexified but then there's like dudes grabbing boobs there's ladies Whoa. getting manhandled it's it's debaucherous and we see that one of the robbers is here talking to a lady and he's dancing with her and as we keep floating through this bar 
we go into a room where the other robber is sleeping with two naked gals. So he wow. had himself a lovely time. Great. And now he's resting. Resting up. <laughs> but he wakes suddenly, and so does Clara. Now she knows mm. where the gold is after this vision. Back at the bar, the robber with the naked ladies feels a little uneasy. He's like, something funky's going on. He checks his gun. And this is where I'm another point of like, what year is this? Because the guns are old timey guns. And teeny. Teeny, teeny tiny, tiny. old timey. Yeah. So he checks his old timey, teeny tiny gun. And he also makes sure to check his sack of gold. He's like, everything seems okay, but something still is weird. So he goes over to a little table where there's a bowl of water. He splashes his face. He looks up into the mirror and boo, there's the dead guy with his pinned eyes and two pieces of paper. And he says, where's my fucking gold, bitch? And the robber turns quickly and he pulls out his fucking teeny tiny gun and he shoots one of the girls that he was sleeping with instead whoa. of, yeah, whoa, dude. She's gushing blood. The other gal wakes up and screams, my friend has been shot. And the robber starts rubbing at his eyes, and we see that they're bleeding now. Uy. McDonald's se está transformando en el mundo anime de McDonald's y te trae la nueva savory chili McDonald's sauce. Los mejores sabores se unen en esta legendaria salsa para que tus ten piece chicken McDougets, papitas y Sprite se conviertan en un meal ultra poderoso. Desbloquea un manga con tu meal y disfruta de un corto de anime cada semana, solo en McDonald's. Bada ba ba ba. En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. And his robber partner comes from the outside of the bar and comes in over to check on his room and starts knocking on the door. But as he's knocking, the other naked girl, she slams open the door, knocking out the other robber partner. And she runs out into the bar's dance floor and the crowd is like screaming and yelling and she's screaming and yelling. And then the robber comes out from the room holding his sack of gold and his gun out and he screams, Mahi demonio, die demon. And he shoots the other naked gal. Whoa. Just, pff, chest exploded. The crowd freaks out even more and he's looking out at them, but he doesn't see people. He sees demons looking Ooh. back at him. And it's the whole entire looking. crowd. Yeah. It almost looks like, you know how when you see through fire and there's like that wavy thing? Yeah. That's what they kind of look like. But horrible demon faces, too. Speaking of like fiery, wavy things, it gave me uh, from dusk till dawn vibes toward the end where mm. like the vampires are kind of clustering around around everybody. I was like, this looks so good. It looks very good. And so the robber dude, eyes bleeding, he's like, demon people, holy shit, isso aqui é o inferno, porra. This is hell, damn it. And he drops his sack of gold. So in the real time life, the rest of the bar is like, I'm sorry, we're a bunch of canalhas in the fucking club of canalhas. Look and at you these got doubloons. a fucking sack of doubloons? Yeah. So everybody pulls out their teeny tiny fucking Little guns. guns. <laughs> Couldn't with I was like, why are these guns so, so teeny tiny? Little, little tiny, oh, teeny hilarious. tiny guns. <laughs> <laughs>
And so suddenly everybody's just shooting each other up for this money. They're like, bang, 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 shoot, 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 shoot. And from the outside, we hear screams and shots and the windows of the bar are sprayed and splattered with blood. Wow, this was fucked up. This shootout was a lot. But good choice not to, like, make us watch it. You just... We just like imagine what's going on by listening from outside. Really scary. Back in the Mata, a dog is digging something up from the ground. I wonder what. Mm-mm. My Aclara has just arrived at the Covil do Canalha and she sees the massacre inside blood and chunks everywhere. And she goes into the room where the robber was with his ladies and she's searching and searching for the sack. And she looks under the bed and lo and behold, the robber's partner is there and he's Mm. hiding. But he is fucking tucked into the wall and he is scared shitless. And he's begging, begging like, por favor, get them out of here. Get them out of here, please. And then we see from his perspective, as Clara reaches under the bed to grab the bag, There's two demon ladies and the dead guy with the pinned eyes and they're reaching for him. And the robber dude keeps saying, Chira eles de aqui, chira eles daqui. And as Clara gets up to leave, she says, don't worry, they'll leave in the morning. Mm. Girl, you are cursed. You are walking through this earth, leaving fucking shit. Like, this is wild. Clara walks through the mata in the rain when suddenly she stops and grabs a rock and she's like, get the fuck out of here. And out of the mata comes Soku, this robber's partner that was under the bed before. So that's this guy's name, Soku. Soku? Soku. Soku. I think so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He holds out his gun and he demands that she takes that makumba off of him, this like curse that he has on him. And she's like, bitch, you robbed me. You killed the man I was digmatized by. You deserve this. Plus, if I die, if you kill me and you shoot me dead, those ghosts and ghouls aren't going to leave you. So good luck, homie. And he begs her, please, please look what they did to me. And he lifts his shirt and he shows her a shit ton of horrible scratches on his chest. And she allows him to follow her over to the head. Now, he's cursed and seeing these, well, I guess not cursed, but he's seeing these ghosts now because uh, because she put the pins in the eyes looking for the gold. That's why yes. that's happening to him. Okay, got Correct. it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So they're, they go back to the hole where the head was. But oh, you remember that dog? Mm-hmm. Yep. That dog took that head and like who Ate knows it? where he took it? Ate it? Algo. Chucked it down the river? Who knows? Soku's freaking out. You promised me. You promised me. And behind Clara, two demon dead melting heads with white eyeballs are staring back at him. And he's like screaming. He's like, oh, my God, please. You need to get this curse off of me. What the fuck? Those demon heads look dope, too. Oh, they look amazing. It's nighttime and Soku is now in a circle and Clara is reading from the book. She's trying to get these demons off of him because I guess she doesn't want to be an asshole. Totally. (laughs) And uh, and so now it's morning and Soku wakes up suddenly and she says, I know what I have to do for it to stop. 
And she says, no one takes their curse to the grave. So now we're in the cemetery. Soku digs up a grave and pulls out a dead body from one of the coffins that's in there. I mean, Don't guys, me. we're just cursing yourselves Dude. more and more. Seriously. Clara explains that if he stays buried for three days, the ghouls will think that he's dead. And like she said, no one takes their curse to the grave. So, so poor Soku puts himself into this empty coffin. And Clara, <laughs> Clara gives him a bunch of bananas and a bottle of water. Good luck. And, uh, and she closes the lid to the coffin and she sticks a hollow bamboo branch into the hole of the lid of this coffin so that he can breathe. And she starts to cover him back up with dirt and she starts to recite from the book again. But it'll blam. The mob of religious nuts are back and they've <laughs> smacked her in the back of the neck and they beat the shit out Ooh. of her. Dang. Y ahí está el Francisco da Graça. And here's like, we did it. We found the invocadora de demonios. Thanks to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We did it. Gloria a Deus. Gloria a Deus. Mm. And he says, but listen, this poor girl isn't a demon. The demon is inside of her. So in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, I will take <laughs> the demon out of her and save her soul. Hallelujah. Okay. And the holy lady who's been by Francisco's side this whole time, she sees the book and she picks it up. Oh, and boy. Francisco sees it and he takes it. The mob lifts Clara's beaten up body. Ooh. And from the coffin, Soko yells, Clara! Which technically is the first time we hear her name in this film. No way. Yeah. Wait. Wow. That's why, like, I, when I got to the end, I was like, what was her name? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's Clara. Over at Jose's house, he's taking his mom outside and he says, oh, I'll grab us some eggs for breakfast, mom. Oh, sit out here, get a breeze. I'm a lovely man and I love my mom. Mm -hmm. And uh, he wa walks past his wife who's hanging clothes on the clothesline and he's like, bon dia, amor. And she's like, wow, not for Fuck me. You. I hate you. You're a dick. <laughs> like, you're like, damn, lady. So in the coop, there's not a lot of eggs and sweet Zay is like, ah, vocês estão com a bundinha fria. <laughs> Adorable. He's adorable. <laughs> He's so your, cute. Your little butts are cold. Your little butts are cold. That must be why <laughs> there's not a lot of eggs. But he does grab a few and he holds one up to a candle and he's like, something's weird. This one should have a chick inside of it. And he cracks it open and it's like not even bloody. That shit is black and like Ooh, rotten cursed. and fucked. Cursed. You're cursed, bro. And he looks over to the uh, nest of the chickens and there is the egg with the symbols on it with the little rolled up fucking note inside and outside Jose's wife starts to feel pain in her pregnant belly nope she calls out to him something's wrong something's wrong and he helps her up and takes her inside we see a cattle skull with candles on top of it in a cave wall Clara wakes up suddenly and she's gagged and tied on the ground and in the middle of a witchy pentagram circle. Uh 
Oh, mm-hmm. we were beginning to think you weren't going to wake up. And it's Francisco da Graça, this holy dude, supposedly. Uh-uh. And his holy lady, uh, Abigail, who's now all in black, wearing uh, black eyeliner. She- <laughs> I was like, okay. She is gothed up. Throw on some black eyeliner. It's like, I'm evil now. <laughs> I'm an evil lady. I also love her name is Abigail, which I was like, is this a Crucible reference right here? Is this what we're, go- we're going for? Maybe. You know? <laughs> That'd be cool. And Abigail is like, you've been out for two days. Now, remember, mm-hmm. we have a three day timeline over there with fucking Solko in the mm-hmm. in the grave. And Francisco says, ah, but you're a strong girl. And in Francisco's hands is Clara's book. And he thanks her. I've been searching for this book for a long time. No one who's held this lost book of Cipriano was ever stupid enough to invoke a demon and in the middle of the sacrifice just stop the ritual. And then he mimics the voice of a little girl saying, Mommy, Mommy, a girl tried to cut my neck while she read from a book. So basically, the little girl went to tell on her and told on her to Francisco, who was like, aha, the book I've been looking for this whole time. So he again thanks her. And he says, another good thing about the fact that I got this book and the fact that you're you have an ugly face is that you're probably a virgin. So I'm going to fucking sacrifice you. Jesus. And get whatever I fucking want. Bitch. Wow. OK. And he's like, I'm going to be the president of this piece of shit country so people can vote for me if they want. And if they do, they'll be fucking praised and get all the goodness. If not, they can rot in fucking hell for realsies. I was like, this is Historia de lo Oculto. It is using, totally using yeah. black magic to become the fucking president. Oh I didn't Hello. even think about that. You're right. Yeah. So he starts to recite from the book as Holy Lady Abigail goes to grab a knife and holds it up to Clara's neck. But suddenly Francisco's voice changes. It's a demon voice now. Take your filthy hands off the girl. She's mine. Oh. And he turns and has crazy yellow demon eyes. Which scares Abigail. She's like, fuck this shit. And Clara takes the opportunity. She grabs a nearby, like, fucking heavy clay plate and smashes the shit out of Abigail. I think killing her. Oh, she kills her. I think so, too. Great. And all (laughs) the while... (laughs) And all the while... Francisco suddenly starts to have a seizure and he falls backward, foaming at the mouth. So Clara's like, takes the knife that Abigail was going to cut her neck with and she cuts off her ties. Pero Francisco, he like snaps out of it suddenly. He stands up and he grabs his own knife and we have a standoff between Clara and Francisco. They suddenly run at each other, Francisco cutting at Clara's shoulder and then she turns around to look at him and Francisco is standing there feeling very like strong and powerful. But suddenly from a tiny hole on his neck, blood mm. just starts to gush right out of him. Bye, bitch. She killed that motherfucker. I loved this shot because after this standoff, you know, they have this like quick swish where he he cuts her. She unknowingly stabs him in the neck. But yeah. it's the reveal of it is so cool because she holds her knife up right to the camera and you see that there's blood on it. And you're like, yeah. ooh, ooh, she got, she him. got him. She yep. got him. Very cool. 
She grabs that fucking book and climbs out of this weird underground lair that they have. This was another shot where I was like, horror movie homage. It reminded me of the end of The Descent where the woman like climbs out of the earth, which I don't know if it was purposeful, but I feel like this movie is full of these little Easter egg horror movie homage moments, which are like not spot on, but like I loved it. I thought that was such a great choice. Absolutely. She finds her way back to the cemetery and she digs up Soku. She's like, let's get you out of the, it's been, I'm assuming three days now. Yeah. And she gets to him, but he's like blue skinned. Mm-hmm, it's a little mm-hmm. too late. So she lays down next to him and falls asleep. It's the next morning and we're by a river. Clara wakes up and Soko is there alive hey. and well. Hey, buddy. And she asks, where's the gold? And he's like, it's right over there. I tried not to touch it. I'm not trying to fuck with that shit anymore. This fucking cursed fucking shit. Also, BT dubs, I don't see any ghosts and ghouls and goblins anymore, so it must have worked. Thanks. And then he asks her, listen, you got a lot of money on you and, you know, it seems a little shady out here. Can I accompany you? And she's like, don't worry, I won't be alone for too long. And she Mm. walks away from him because she's she this whole plan. She is bringing that man back to life. She is. Yep. She is yeah, the a, whole point. Mm-hmm. Is, like there I were times the where dick. exactly where I forgot. I was like, wait, does she want the gold? No, she wants that fucking man. That's what she is after. Uh huh. Wow. Over at Jose's house, he wakes up with a start. He sits up in bed, and in a pocket of terror next to his bed, he turns to see that someone is there. And a ghoulish, horrible version of his mom pops out and like quickly runs at him and grabs at him. And he wakes up with a start. It was a dream. He sits up and he looks over to the same corner. Pero no hay nada. There's nothing there. Phew. But then he turns back and It's his fucking mom in real life standing How there making like you? a ho- bro. I this was the one that literally sent me flying. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! Why this old are you lady? popping out at me like that in the middle of Ma'am. the night? Horrible. So Zan and his wife grab this uh, the mom and they carry her back to her room. And Zan asks his wife, "Please, can you make some tea for my mom? I'm gonna give her her meds or whatever." His wife is like, okay, I'll make it, but only because I was going to make myself some. Lady, every (laughs) single thing you say has got to have, like, acid on it. Everything you say. What an asshole. So he says to his mom, listen, I'm going to go check on the girls very quickly. I don't know. Something came over him. So he goes over to the coop. He has his escopeta out. He's got his fucking gun. And he walks into the coop and all the chickens are dead, like bloody, <sighs> killed, yeah. murdered. There's blood everywhere. The eggs are cracked open. It's horrible scene. And a scream is heard from his house and he's like, shit. So he runs back and his wife is standing on a chair and he's like, what's wrong? And so he gets on a chair, too. And she's like, it was the biggest rat I've seen in my life. It was so big. But it also it was hairless and standing on two feet. No. Girl, no. <laughs> and then she kind of like thinks about it and she's like, 
actually, I don't think it was a rat. And they hear a noise. Shit. Amanya. So they Ooh. run over to the mom in the mom's room. And when they get in, they see that there is this featherless, bloody, fucking naked chick. Like it's a like a not a full grown chicken, like a chick. Yes. On her face, attached, attacking her, pecking at her eyes, scratching her face, and he... Oh my God. <laughs> Zed and his wife scream. He points his fucking gun and shoots, but the bird moves right at that second and he blows his mother's face off. Splat. All over Full them. Head Everywhere. Gone. Everywhere. It's wow. so good. Oh my God. <laughs> now I'll tell you, this, this moment in the film, I was like, this is when I texted you and was like, this movie is wild, dog. Because <laughs> I was like, this oh. wet, bloody chicken attacking them and then blowing her face off. This feels like some evil dead shit Absolutely. right here. Absolutely. This is evil dead. <laughs> so Zet freaks out. He's like, I just killed my fucking mom. I blew her fucking brains out. The door slams and they're like, oh, what the fuck was that? And... He turns to look and he's ho still holding up his gun. And the wife is like, put down your gun. You're pointing it at me. And she lifts up this broom she's been holding. Fucking bloody chick. <laughs> and then he attacks her face and she stumbles through the house, through the door blindly. This chicken bloody pecking at her face and she topples over a chair and she topples over a table and then she trips over one of the legs of the table slam neck broken dead Goodbye. adios whoa adios. wild adios mm -hmm. ciao até a próxima <laughs> poor Josette he's goes over to his wife he cradles her he's crying I mean I, when I say to this this man is performing I loved his performance in this Same. movie mm -hmm. he's sobbing he's like por favor fica comigo stay with me stay with me and I'm like oh even though she was a piece of shit you're still such a good man when suddenly the bloody fucking chicken jumps on him and he's like jumping around and he grabs it and he chucks it at the wall and then the fucking chicken thinky 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 scurries away and he chases it through the house when suddenly Clara appears from a door and she's reading from the book and she's telling it, come here, come and saying like Mestum the bomb tomb and some Latin shit. <laughs> Mestum the to bomb tomb. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, come to me, come to me. Cuando blam, Jose is like, fuck that fucking thing. I'm shooting it. And he explodes that motherfucker. And then he turns his gun to Clara. You did this to me. My mother died. My son died. My wife died. And now it's your turn. And she throws the sack of gold at him. And he says, that's not going to save you. Mm. And Clara kind of comes to terms with it. And she's like, you know what? <laughs> I, I done fucked up. Maybe yeah. I am cursed. <laughs> Should have burned that book right at the top. And she says, I didn't want anyone to die and kind of accepts her fate. But then she sees something. It's Jose's wife be wife's belly, and it's mm. moving. The baby is alive. And Clara hands Jose a knife 
to basically cut out this baby. And he's like, I can't do it. I can't cut my wife. Please save my son. You owe me this. So Clara does. She goes and she slices. We never see it. We don't see her cutting this woman open. But the sound design Uh, in this section is disgusting. This So there's something about this shot right here where you don't see the wife being, you know, the baby being cut out, but you do see the camera like kind of pans down the wife's face and you see her body moving moving because of what is happening to her. Because of the and sawing motions yes, that are happening. There's something <gasps> about that choice in a movie that uh-huh. is worse than Agreed. actually seeing what's going on. It's been in other movies that I've seen before where I'm like, I fucking hate it. Yeah. When it just shows you like the dead body's face or like upper body or whatever. And something is happening to the rest of the body that is causing it to move. That gives me chills into the depths of my soul. Like it is. Yeah. Yeah. Plus (laughs) the fucking sound design on top of it. Jesus. My God. I literally almost gagged. Like I was watching it the first time and I was like, oh, no, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Wow. Wow. When I watched it for the second time, I forwarded it because I was like, I can't because I had the headphones in. I was like, I'm not going to have this in my holes. Are you kidding me? (laughs) In my holes. (laughs) When she finally cuts this baby out, she pulls it from his feet and we never see it. And all we see is Jose reacting to it. And he is literally like blown back into the wall and he's screaming, weeping. No, Nossa Senhora, Jesus Cristo, forgive me. No, that's horrible. Get that thing away from me. Get that thing away from me. So immediately, you know, something has gone wrong with this fucking baby. Yeah, yeah. Clara also has like a horrified face on. She's like, what the fuck is this thing I'm holding? And very quickly, we get a flash of Jose, his bloody hand, picking up the little rolled piece of paper. Oh, duh. Got it, got it, got it. Clara then grabs a sheet. She wraps that baby up and she leaves Jose, who is like... This man sobbing on the floor, I was like, oh, my God, this Mm. poor fucking man. He is, again, performing. It was Mm. so good. Mm -hmm. Through the mata, Clara gets to her cabin. She starts to unearth her fucking man that she's finally Mm -hmm. like, this is the time. And she's reciting from the book again. She takes the cloths of lard off of him and the new baby. Finally, we see it wiggle out of the sheet that it's been wrapped up in. And it is horrible. This baby, bloody, skinless, a beak for a a mouth. (laughs) And the sounds it's making, it's like not full screech, but it's like a horrible screech-esque sound. Mm. And Clara is just reciting this book, reciting, and she's pulling this man out of the hole. And she screams, give me what I want and return to your world. And that baby bursts into fucking flames. And suddenly, (gasps) 
It's Jean. Holy shit, the motherfucker is alive again. He's getting flashes of when he was killed, so he is freaking the fuck out. Pero la Clara, she goes to him, she grabs him by the head, calming him down. Calma, calma. You didn't die. You're okay. I love you too much to let anything happen to you. Ma'am, you've met him five minutes. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) He grabs her face and kisses her and she has a vision. Jean was in cahoots with the robbers the entire time. We see him take money from when they rob her the first time. And then we see him like do a winky face to them when they rob him at the tracks. He is fully an evil piece of shit. And she's a sucker. I mean, look, when this, yeah, I was like, okay, this twist was the, the, the gentlest little curve Uh around the corner that you could ever take. I was like, duh. But again, (laughs) digmatized, you know, I get it. I get it. Sure. (laughs) So she screams and he stands above her and he peels the slime lard Mm, like like layer film off of him it looks really cool yeah uh on the dirt that attached to it and whatever but just then as he's like finally freed from this layer of goop she looks over and boom it's so cool and he slams an axe into jean's chest but somehow Jean keeps walking at him. And so he pulls that axe out and slam into the face. There is blood gushing everywhere. It looks very cool. So cool. These so cool. practical effects, everybody. Practical effects were so, fu- I mean, gushing blood. Gushing blood. It was, it was, it was so cool. And he lands on the floor. The blood is like fully like <sighs> covering his face. It is awesome. So Sokol runs over to Clara, who's like laying down fucking a disaster. (laughs) I think (laughs) when Jean kissed her, he like sucked some of her life out or or something like that. So she because she becomes kind of gray looking and like gaunt and right. She looks like the fucking dying man from the top. My God, you're right. I was like, why, why does she look so awful? And I was like, it's the same as that horrible bald dying man. Right yeah, from the top. Absolutely. Your, your soul is being sucked out or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Soko gets to her, she's like lying there fucking weak and he goes to help her. But oh, bitch, Jean ain't dead yet. Don't think that, that those two axe wounds fucking did anything. So he grabs Soko. He slams against the wall. And he starts punching his face. The punching was bad. Oh, I didn't notice, but I know you would. So it was, uh, there was pretty invested. I was just like, whoa, what's going on here? Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I was (laughs) like, oh, these punches aren't great, but what are you going to do? Sometimes you can't, you can't get everything that you want. But so we're punching, we're punching. (laughs) And (laughs) Clara turns to look at another corner in the house and there's death again, looking down on them. Again, this fucking death is so cool looking with this fucking sword. Yeah, Yeah, dope. And Clara grabs the book and finds a page with some writing on it. All the while, Soku and Jean are still fighting over there. Jean breaks Soku's oh. arm like the bone just pops out. It looks horrible, but really cool, Again, too. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. 
you know what it reminded me of? Texas Chainsaw mm. Massacre. Yes, totally. Stab <laughs> you in the throat with your fucking arm. Stab your you in broken the throat arm. with your own bone. Yeah. <laughs> While that's happening, Clara grabs a piece of broken vase, slices her wrist open, and starts to recite. This is my sacrifice, my blood, I order you. And from the corner, a full-on horrible devil demon, like horned, crazy face, just like a full demonio mm-hmm. comes out. Again, we've, we've been saying it, but looks great. Looks, looks great. Really good. Very cool. And he looks down on her like, yes, what do you need from me, madam? Mm -hmm. And she turns and she points at Jean and the demon charges, throwing Jean into the wall. Dude, he grabs either (gasps) side of the axe wound and he fully pulls Jean apart. Splits him in two. Splits him in two. It looks so fucking good. <laughs> Dude, I was sitting there. I was like, whoa. Whoa. This is wild. <laughs> um, and then he kind of just like runs out of there. Like the yeah, devil's like, scampers cool, out. I ripped him and cool. then see ya. Bye. <laughs> Glad I could help. Yeah. Soku cries and cries because his arms fucking busted and he crawls over to Clara's seemingly dead body. Mm-hmm. It's a great shot from up, up top. Her wrist blood is like on the earth, like all the way down, and the mm. book rests on her chest. And he goes and he lays next to her and he's sobbing and he caresses her face. And then he grabs the book. Hmm. Blackout. But wait. Suddenly, Clara is awoken in the middle of some random place. Slime on her. Very mm-hmm. similar to Jean's slime. And also she's all wrapped or like wrapped in a, in a sheet or whatever, Cloth which I was like, yeah, thing. feels exactly totally. the same. A bald woman with face paint sits in front of her. And behind this bald woman are some soldiers with gas masks and big crazy guns that are not old timey looking guns. These are like AK-52s or whatever, like crazy guns. So there is an apocalyptic future vibe to these people. I was like Star Wars meets Mad Max right now. It was very Mad Maxy for me, yeah, too. And this bald woman says, hopefully she was worth the price we paid. From the shadows, Soku appears and he's scarred, fucked up looking. His hair is like in dreads now. He's a different person. And he says, she brought the demon. She's the only one that can send him back. A voice from the darkness says, I don't agree. And out pops out. Shaven head Jose with also his own fucking gun. And he says, but if you're going to die again, then I want to be there to watch. A soldier comes in from behind him and he's yelling, he's here. He's here. We have to move. The bald woman grabs the book and they all start moving out. And Clara stands up super confused and walks over to a small hole in this giant stone wall. 
which we then flip the side and we see her face from outside of the wall and we pan out and it's the church from the very top of this movie, but it doesn't look the way that it did before. It is mm. broken down. It's dilapidate, dilapidated. The forest is now on fire. Everything is on fire. There is a huge pile of dead bodies with one single dead body crawling out of it, it seems. And suddenly there's a rumble. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom. And the camera pans up to the sky and we see a huge face of a demon. I think the same one that she summoned. Sure. And it descends upon us. Fin do filme. Great job. Thanks. I have a question uh -huh. about this ending. What's happening? What do you think is happening? So remember when the dad was like, we preserve the meat, it'll last your entire life. So yes. I think somehow Soku found a way to preserve her in that same meat. Yes. And then they somehow he kept the book and he found a way to like create a way to bring her back many, many years later, it seems. So this and is just the future. Then. I think this is the future, yes. Why? Okay, so Jose, uh, Zay didn't die. No. He didn't die. He just stayed there sobbing openly. Right. Okay, I was so confused for a second here because it felt kind of like this is another world right now, but it is another world just in the future where the demonic powers have taken over. Yeah, that big demon is like, I'm a big ass demon now. And, and that's why uh, everything's on fire and all that correct. shit. Got it. And I should say this. This is the first movie of a trilogy, I believe. So there is a sequel to this. And that's why it ends this way, because I think we're getting a little bit more in the next one. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. All right. Well, beautiful job. Let's get Thank into you. some trivia. Yes, please. All right, everybody, this is my trivia for today. So let's start with this article that I found from Macabra.tv, which I believe is a Brazilian website. Cool. And it says here, Rodrigo Aragão, o criador de monstros. So they basically say here, they this is an interview with our director, Rodrigo Aragão. Uh, this came out February 5th of 2020. So it says here, Rodrigo Aragón is recognized by many lovers of the horror genre as a kind of uh, guerrilla fighter, guerrilla fighter of national cinema, wielding the flag already supported by horror icons such as José Mujica Marins. Hey! Hello! Hola! Uh, Rodrigo uses low-budget techniques and innovations uh, to shoot his movies, basically, with the help of friends, it says here. One of Aragon's newest productions is not a film, but a museum. So we invited Rodrigo to talk a little bit of, uh, to talk a little with our macabre readers about his uh, Museum of Monsters, which is great. So Macabra TV asks, you know, just about his origins. They, they mentioned that his father was a magician, which is very, very cool. And they're just like, can you just tell us a little bit about how your, your past has influenced your your future basically your night your life now and so Rodrigo says my father owned a cinema for decades which is very very cool but the theater closed before I was born 
When I was growing up, he used to show old movies outdoors in isolated communities. So I had the opportunity to see a lot of people watching movies for the first time in my life. And that showed me how working in cinema can bring a little bit of magic to someone's life. And about horror, he says, for me, there is nothing more fun than scaring people with monsters that don't exist, which I thought was great. He says here that he started doing makeup and masks at home until he was called to work on a short film in 1994. And then from then on, he produced effects and sets for plays, short films. And it seems that he started making his own short films, apparently like without with no budget in 2004. Macabra TV then asks, Guapari's Museum of Monsters quickly became news. And of course, we're curious, where did that idea come from? So... Rodrigo Aragon has, I think, a traveling museum of monsters, which is so fucking cool. cool. Also, have you heard this uh, this place, Guarapari? Is that how you yes, say it? Yes, in Espirito Santo, yeah. Perfect. There we go. So, Rodrigo says, I love being able to show some of the work that happens behind the camera. With so many years of work, I managed to gather a large amount of dolls, masks, costumes, props, sets. So why not set up a traveling museum with all that material? Which is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Several dolls in the museum are original pieces that were used in filming. Others are replicas that came out the same way as the original. A long restoration work was carrying out using silicones and resins to increase the durability of certain pieces. And he says he thinks the most important piece was sassi, which to me, I'm like, like that sassi must be perere. the sassi perere, which we've talked about in previous episodes. Mm. A character that was directed by José Mujica Marins in the short story Usassi in the feature film As Fábulas Negras, which was the last directing work of the Brazilian master of horror, mm-hmm. which cool. I thought that was awesome. So unfortunately, I couldn't find a website for a this particular museum of monsters. But I did look like if you look up on Instagram, just do like Museo dos Monstros, and you can find like tags. You can find pictures and stuff, which is super cool. You can even find some videos. Highly recommend checking that out. Nice. I just wanted to add that. Rodrigo Aragão did the special effects for Clube dos Canibais. Hey! Which I thought was so freaking cool. You can find him on Instagram at o Monstrologu, which is O-M-O-N-S-T-R-O-L-O-G-O. Something super cool that I found on his Instagram is that he's opening his own school of cinema called, correct me if I'm wrong, Eileen, but Estúdio e Escola da Cinema. Rodrigo Aragão in Guaraparai. Yeah? Guarapari. And apparently we'll have online courses too, so highly recommend checking that nice. out, everybody. Yeah. Way to make like shit happen for yourself, sir. I love it. And to, and doing it well. Absolutely. Now let's talk just a little bit about Carol Aragão. I believe so this Carol. is the, the Carol. I believe that this is the actress. She so she played Clara. I believe she's his sister or his daughter. I don't know. I definitely tried to see if they were related, and I couldn't see anywhere if that was written. Well, the name, you know, the the last name is the same. 
Maybe uh-huh. not sister because she seems significantly younger than him. But I did find her. I don't have much on her. I did find her Instagram and his Instagram, like I mentioned. And there are pictures of them together, which which was like oh, post-filming. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Tava lendo Feliz Dia dos Pais. It is her dad. Her dad. Not her sister. Cute. Not his sister. Her dad. Her dad. Got it. That would make a lot more sense. Duh. Oh, I right. love that. <laughs> so you can find Carol. Is that correct? Carol. Carol on her Instagram at Carolini underscore act, which is C-A-R-O-L-I-N-Y underscore act. So her Instagram bio says, Atriz brasileira, amante da sétima arte e arte em geral. She's very passionate about animals. She is a she is a pet owner, which it says here, and very, very passionate about her profession. If you look through her, her Instagram, she's like into tarot, which I thought was cool. She's Ew. a big supporter of Lula, um, okay. which... Good oh, Lord. dude, I forgot. I was going to say at the beginning, we just had an insurrection in Brazil, Jesus. just like here. Yeah. Get Listen, the fuck out of here. We're always sending y'all love, power, energy, healing, good vibes all the time over here at Wiki Horror. And yeah. last thing about Carol is it looks like she got engaged in June of 2022. So congratulations. You seem like a really cool lady. And that is my trivia for today. Amazing. Okay. So mine trivia is very simple and light. Let's talk about the book of St. Cyprian, a.k.a. O Livro de São Cipriano, or El Livro de San Cipriano. Hmm. It refers to different grimoires, oh. which is a textbook of magic, typically including instructions on how to create magical objects like talismans and amulets, how to perform magical spells, charms, and divination, and how to summon or invoke supernatural entities such as angels, spirits, deities, and demons. Don't you do it. So this book is was the lost livro de mm, Cipriano. Mm-hmm. So... These different grimoires from the 17th, 18th, and 19th century are all pseudepigraphically attributed to the 3rd century saint Cyprian of Antioch. Pseudepigrapha are falsely attributed works, texts, whose claim author is not the true author. So everyone says these are St. Cyprian's books, but they... Might not be. According to popular legend, Cyprian of Antioch was a pagan sorcerer who converted to Christianity. So there's the Portuguese Cyprian and the Spanish Cyprian, which is very mm-hmm. interesting. It says here, the Iberian Cyprian, which is that whole area, is not a single text, but multiple texts in Spanish and Portuguese, mostly from the 19th century. There was, however, a now lost pre-modern Cyprianic literature with no apparent connection to any extant works beyond being inspired by the Cyprianic legend. Ah, okay. So I'm just going to read about the Portuguese Cyprian because that's the closest to Brazilian. Sure. 
The Portuguese version of the Book of Cyprian often bears prefixes such as great and true, only complete or authentic, and typically subtitled the Sorcerer's Treasure. Oh, o tesouro de feiticeiro. The content is apparently Catholic, though deeply rooted in bruxaria, uh, witchcraft, and it is popular, particularly in Brazil, among practitioners of Kimbanda, Umbanda, and Candomblé. Oh, wow. The Sorcerer's Treasure contains very little evocation, instead drawing upon oral traditions relating to divination, healing spells, prayers, exorcisms, love magic, the locations of buried treasures throughout Galicia, and sometimes even treatises on animal magnetism, all set within the framework of folk Catholicism. This feels like our movie right here. Absolutely. Most editions start off with the legend of St. Cyprian and commonly contain sections of alchemy, astrology, cardamancy, conjuring devils, divination, exorcisms, ghosts, hidden treasures, love magic, luck magic, omens, palmistry, and prayers. Some editions also contain the success stories of a French peasant named Victor Sidorall, who purportedly, who purportedly, purportedly, I think that's it. <laughs> who purportedly discovered <laughs> hidden treasures thanks to the book. Purportedly. <laughs> so I just thought it was really interesting that, like, this book, they said, let's make a movie about this book. And off yeah. we went. Uh, and that's the end of my trivia. Love that. Honestly, went into this movie being like, thought they could completely created that, had no idea what it was. So... Cool. Now Thank we you know. for enlightening us. All right. You want to answer some questions for me? Totally. All right. Here we go. Eileen, were you scared? Yeah. There was some good jumps in there that sent me flying uh, into the ceiling. So, yes. I agree. I said yes. Absolutely. What was your best scare? Ooh. I have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... um. <laughs> when the fucking mom the second time we turn in the bedroom and the mom is there that sent me fucking flying bro mm-hmm. it's flying so that yeah. second mom appearing that was mine this is so stupid that I'm gonna give it to this one but it was kind of like the first one in the movie but it was the theft at the market I was not expecting <laughs> that at all sure so I'm gonna give it to that one sure why not yeah. who was your favorite character I'm going to give it to José. I thought mm-hmm. he really fucking nailed it. You know, shout out to Clara for running around and being, you know, a, a, a tiny baby witch. Um, but I love <laughs> tiny I, baby witch. I love José. <laughs> also, shout out to fucking the old man, the papai. He yeah. was very cute and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Most of these performances were fucking awesome. Yeah. Top to bottom, but T to B. Jo- Jose did it for me. Iwo? I have two. I gave it to Clara just because she really carried this movie. She did a great job. And I yeah. also gave it to, to Zay. I thought he was just so charming, so adorable. So Loved good. him. What was your best line? <laughs> Essas paredes estão ungidas pela esperma do mal. That's got it. There's no other one. 
There's no other it's one. So good. <laughs> <laughs> and I will never forget it. No. Uh, so good. That's mine too. That's obviously gonna take it. Totally. What was your best death? I have two. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it to the mom getting her fucking head blown the fuck oh off because that was yeah. wild. I literally my jaw dropped when it happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna give it to the demon splitting fucking Jean in half. Like that looked so fucking great. I love that so much. Yeah, yeah. Those are Agreed. my two. I had one. It's Jean first getting like the axe slash to the chest and then to the face, all that blood, and then getting split in two. So good. So good. All practical effects, everybody. You must see it to believe it. So well done. Did you learn anything about the culture? Technically, I mean, through research, but yeah, this book of Cipriano situation for sure. Yeah, I said the same thing. I mean, I changed it because at first I was like, no, but you literally just enlightened me. So, yes, 100% learn something. Absolutely. And finally, how many ooies do you give this movie? I'm going to give this movie four ooies. I thought it was really fucking good. I Mm -hmm. thought the practical effects were really great. I I do I think I have a big affinity and I'm discovering especially through this pod I really like the magical horror feeling of things mm, like I mm-hmm. like having this like little string of fairy tale vibe that it yeah, kind of gave me yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh but the practical effects are fucking awesome I the characters are really endearing and sweet and like I it got kind of crazy at the end like I that fucking <laughs> we're now in the apocalypse situation I was like what that feels wild what the um, fuck yeah what the fuck but like genuinely it surprised me every time and it, it this is on Tubi and also on um freebie if you like uh, watch it on Amazon so there mm-hmm. are ads and every time the ads popped up I was like oh shit so it really like it takes you for the ride, and I really yeah. appreciated that. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to four. Nice. I love that you're giving it four. Um, I gave it three and a half. I thought that mm-hmm. this was a really, really, really good time. Love the practical effects. Love the majority of the performances here. I was mostly entertained throughout this film. I do feel like it could have been edited a little bit. Yeah. Just like a little bit of editing. Like ten minutes the... shorter. Yeah, just like take some of it out, which would have really kind of like, it was cooking, but it, you would have just like, you would have had Kept it on a moving. boil. And just like, it would have been bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Um, the ending, I'm not going to lie. I, it kind of took me out of it where I was like, what are we doing? I'm talking about the very ending with yeah, Glada yeah, yeah. and like this weird like Mad Max vibes shit going on. Not that I disliked it, but I was just like, whoa. Yeah. But this really feels like such a creative endeavor and just it feels like a true horror sci-fi fantasy person being like i'm gonna do whatever the hell i want and succeeding wildly so three and a half i thought this was great check it out everybody super fun everybody watch it you're gonna have a delightful time and there's so much blood and guts it's oh my god yeah (laughs) well (laughs) let's get out of this matha because i found a book that i'm dying to read Oh. There's no title on it, but Watch I do think now. it's written by a guy named Cipriano. 
Anyways. Oh, boy. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Thank you so Let me know how it goes for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with us. We appreciate every single one of you. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen in cualquier plataforma. Follow our redes sociales at Wikiroad on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find every one of our movies on our link tree, linktr.ee slash Send us an email if you want. Or if you don't, whatever. Sure. The email is at uikiorror at gmail.com if you're so inclined. Thank you to Sonoro for being the large skin that encompasses our preserved meat bodies. Yeah. Keeps <laughs> us young and fresh forever. You can follow them on their redes sociales at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And Johnny. If you were to die, I would definitely dig you into a hole, cover you in lard, and go through the depths of the jungles to find a way to bring you back to life. You have me dickmatized. <laughs> Look at my butt. Look at my butt. It's out. <laughs> I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you, too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Uy, qué horror. Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Edición y mezcla, Karina Riverol. Escuche Uy, qué horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adiós. Adiós. Sonoro. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 